Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. As you can probably tell by the lesser quality of audio from this recording, that it's it's just going to be uh, you and me, folks. Uh, you and yours truly, Travis McFalls. Uh, the good James Hamilton could not be with us this week. Uh, unfortunately, work has him really bogged down right now, and... As you guys are probably aware well, we do have day jobs, <laughs> and, uh, you know, bacon needs to be brought home, so, uh, so unfortunately, Jim couldn't be with us. Uh, that being said, uh, we've done this once before, so you probably know how this is going to go. We're going to gonna have a little Q&A a little later here. I... I uh, want to start the show, actually, just um, with a quick mention of the passing of um, Frank Cush. Uh, you guys, most of you might not know his name um, outside of the state of Arizona. He basically was the guy that put Arizona State football on the map. He, in the eyes of many ASU fans, is the legendary coach. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have, um, to have met him a couple of times in my life. He, uh, there, there was no bullshit in that man. (laughs) Um, very, uh, very straightforward. He, he definitely, uh, told it as it is and he will be missed. Um, you might be asking what my connection to him was, uh, and it's through my grandfather. My grandfather was actually in his very first recruiting class. Uh, this was back in the very early 60s. He was uh, in his middle, late 20s, very young head football coach, and he was from the state of Pennsylvania, much you know, like my family, if... For those of you guys that know, uh, my family uh, roots are in the state of Pennsylvania, and he recruited that region very heavily. And while he was scouting a player uh, from that state, he noticed uh, there was this other guy on a, the other team that the player he was scouting uh, was playing against, and that happened to me, my grandfather. And he gave him the scholarship that would eventually lead to his... Um, you know, his education that would allow him to do what he did in life. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the best I can give you, um, story-wise, this guy, uh, he, uh, like I said, he was known as being uh, no bullshit, very hard 
you know, very, uh, not hard, how would you describe it? Just, yeah, no bullshit. He, my grandfather told me a story once of how this guy, um, how this guy had dropped a pass in a game, one of the wide receivers. And after the game, they made him go and dive after footballs into a refuse pile, also known as garbage. Essentially, they threw footballs into a pile of garbage and made the guy dive <laughs> and catch it afterwards. Uh, tough guy, but, but um, that's at least what he was known for um, as far as his football personality. Uh, 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 you know, obviously, I was much younger, <laughs> so he never coached me or anything. And he, um, just the kindest guy, always, always, you know, always, always helping out, uh, very kind. Um, if we needed tickets for a game or anything like that, he was, he was always there for us. And whenever we uh, would visit. You know, it wasn't a visit without visiting Coach Cush. So, um, he will be missed, and I'm just going to have a, just a brief moment of silence for him. So, uh, like I said, uh, today is going to be a short show. I don't really like talking, just... By myself, I, I, I like to have a conversation with people, preferably Jim. So, uh, so this is a—it's going to be a little bit of an adventure here. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start with a question that uh, was left off the last Q and A. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to get around to that one. So, we're just going to start off with that question. This question comes from Dr. Feelgood in Fort Worth, Texas. The question is, what book would you like to see turned into a movie? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with the novelization of Caddyshack. I think, uh, I think the lo- novelization of Caddyshack would make for a really just great, hilarious movie. You know, maybe uh, maybe get some great actors to be in it. Maybe a Bill Murray. I don't know a Chevy Chase, a Rodney Dangerfield. It could be. A, I think that could be. A, I think that could be a winner. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Next question. Harold from Saskatchewan asks, "What is your favorite?" What is your favorite hangover food? Whew. Favorite hangover food. I'm going to have to go with... Um, uh, that's tough. That depends on the... Depends on the type of hangover I, I have, I guess. Um, uh, typically, though, more times than not, I'll default to Chinese. Because usually uh, you can get Chinese food delivered to you, so you don't have to leave the house. Because uh, let's face it, some days when you're hungover, you probably shouldn't be driving. And uh, so it's nice to have someone bring it to you. Um, 
hell, some days when I'm hungover or anyone's hungover in general, you probably just shouldn't be cooking altogether either. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how kitchen fires start. At least if you're me. So, um, Chinese delivery is definitely a plus. What do I like from, well, typically when I'm hungover, not really thinking too well, so I kind of order more than I need. Uh, and I'll just peck away. Usually I'll go with a soup. Wonton, usually preferable. Uh, you know, it's brothy, light. And then depending on the mood, I don't know. Typically I'll go with something maybe like a, uh, like a pepper steak. Uh, if my stomach can handle it, I'll go a little spicier, maybe a Szechuan, Szechuan chicken, Szechuan beef. Uh, maybe Mongolian beef. I don't know. Uh, chicken with broccoli. I know that was my favorite when I lived in Italy. Um, if you ever want to trip yourself out, man, just go to a go to a Chinese restaurant in Italy. Um, it's exactly the same as here, only they speak Italian. And they speak very, very well. Like, you don't even detect an accent. Maybe it's because I speak none of the languages outside of English. Um, but I always had a great time, great time uh, going to Chinese restaurants in Italy. Uh, there was a local one, actually, that I loved going to. And they knew me pretty well. And when I would show up... They would just get excited, just, hey, it's you, but they didn't say it in English, you know, just, hey, hey, ah, ciao, baby, and, uh, <laughs> and so usually I, I would always order the um, polo con broccoli, because, and I know, like, that, that my Italian pronunciation even just sucks, terribly, but, but that's one of the few things where I looked at the menu and I was like, okay, I know what that is. Polo equals chicken. Okay, then there's that word in the middle, con. Okay, I, I don't know if I know what that means, but broccoli. Polo con broccoli. So I'm thinking the con means with broccoli. So I ordered it the first time and sure enough, they brought me chicken with broccoli and that became my default and uh, after going there for a while yeah every time I'd show up uh, free sing taos free sing taos uh, they might have known that I was just like a broke high school kid or something I don't know or maybe they just liked the repeated business and of course it also helped too that over there it was cheaper to order a big ass bottle of Sing Tao than it was a glass of water. So maybe they were like, okay, man, you know, we're giving the beer away like it's water. I don't know, but they did. And usually a couple of um, refrigerator calendars as well on my way out. So fond memories. Maybe that's why when I'm hungover, I just kind of default to a happy place. 
Uh, and that's, you know, I was going to these Italian Chinese food places when I was, or this specific Chinese food place uh, when I lived in Italy. So if you got some extra scratch and you're in Italy and be it hungover or on your way to getting hungover, I highly recommend swinging by a Italian Chinese food joint. It's, uh, it won't disappoint. Okay. Next question from Anita Biernow uh, in Massachusetts. Have you learned anything about yourself um, since doing the podcast? Well, that's kind of a loaded question, huh? Um, <coughs> ah, excuse me. Nice thing about these, uh, these phone-in shows, I get to smoke while I do them. Obviously, I'm <coughs> really enjoying my cigarette. What have I learned about myself? Oh. I've learned that I don't like driving to gyms. I'm very paranoid about my car. Uh, I think I've learned that you can pretty much, well, that's, that's more of a general, but I guess about myself, uh, I can't really tell you that I, you know, Learn that uh, I handle success well and, uh, you know, uh, life as a millionaire is very difficult. Uh, you know, the extravagance of extravagances is, I don't know. Um, fuck. <sighs> Learn that I can actually talk, uh, talk about things um, and that... Um, Talking, just in a general forum, is very therapeutic. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to have a um, a means uh, with which to sort of um, release some of the stresses that are going on in your life. Because uh, if you actually know me, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a quiet guy, but I'm not. I'm not the most. Uh, I can be very shy, and so it's, it's, <clears throat> it is a little therapeutic. It's not, it's not easy to do a show every week and to come up with content every week, but um, I've learned that, you know, you develop chemistry with people, uh, such as um, Jim and I have done over the course of the year. Uh, it started off we really wouldn't, wouldn't talk a lot like about uh, things outside of the show because we would go, you know, I would, I would be trying to save it. Like, oh, that's material. That's material. I, I can't, you know, we're out, we're out for dinner and I have this idea maybe about, I don't know, something, you know, whatever. Just something that we've done a show on. Um, and instead of just talking to him about it at dinner, 
uh, in the beginning, I, I would just hold off. Like, I wouldn't even touch. So we would just kind of have these very silent, just almost, um, almost like first date kind of conversation or like, like, like a conversation where you don't really feel like talking like, oh yeah. So, Hey Travis, did you hear about, uh, that thing that's going on? Yeah. I heard about it. Take a bite of my taco. You don't have any opinion. Oh, I'll tell you later about it. Um, since then I've been actually able, you know, to just, uh, go forth and we'll be at a dinner and then I'll say, well, actually I do feel this and this and this and this and that about it. And then I can still go on and talk about it. Um, so what is that? Uh, what lesson is there in that? I don't know. I, I don't really know. Uh, You got me. That was a that was a good one. That's a tough one. Um, I, I've I've learned that uh, I've learned a little self confidence in this. Um, I've learned that I'm terrible at social media. I I thought that I would get better at it. Uh, it turns out I um, just got worse and worse at it. I, um. I find myself um, posting less and less. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I've learned that uh, not much of a social media guy. Uh, what else do we have here? Do we have any else? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Uh, that's, that's actually going to do it for questions here. Um, like I said, I'm trying to keep this short. So what I do have, I was clicking through a little bit of uh, clickbait here. And... Um, came across some clickbait, some, um, some truths. Let's see. What is it? It's 15, 15 truths about two broke girl star Kat Dennings. So, um, yeah, let's learn a little more about two broke girl star Kat Dennings. Okay. Did you know that in real life, her name is actually Catherine V. Litwack, writes the uh, writer of this piece. Hmm, definitely Dennings sounds better. I don't know, I think Litwack kind of sounds cool. I don't know, maybe it's just me. And again, who, I don't know, who gives a shit? Um, number two, she doesn't drink or smoke, and she doesn't involve herself with people that do. That's a hard-achieved goal in Hollywood. Not, not, not really. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Don't they have AA? I mean, it's kind of, I think it's kind of narrow-minded. I have friends that are recovering alcoholics, and, uh, you know, they'll still go to concerts with me, and they'll be, they'll be the DD. So I, I don't, I don't know if I get that. 
as being a great thing. I think that's a little narrow-minded. Not narrow-minded, but I don't know. Is there a problem there? Maybe I should be a writer for the National Enquirer. I don't know. Uh, She actually wears glasses because she is nearsighted. It's a good thing she looks good in glasses. Yeah, God forbid, you know. God forbid she looked terrible in glasses because... And, you know, wears them because she actually fucking has to. Yeah, good thing for her. Good thing. Uh, Her first major role was on Sex and the City, Spain, playing a spoiled princess. Okay. She was homeschooled and did so well that she graduated at the age of 14. What a smarty pants. I don't know. I got a feeling if I was homeschooled, I... (laughs) I don't know. Like... I think my mom probably would have been like, yeah, you pass. All right, I'm, I'm done for the day. I'm burnt out. You asked too many questions. You're good. You passed. Let's, uh, let's accelerate this here. All right, what are you, 14? Yeah, you're ready to go out in the real world. Get a job, hippie. <clears throat> she once wrote a script that ended up on the 2008 blacklist of best unproduced screenplays. Way to go, cat. Indeed. At one point, she tried tried dyeing her hair with coffee. Needless to say, it didn't work. Once again, um, graduated homeschooling at the age of 14. She collects old books and absolutely loves to read. I wonder what her fave book is. Um, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, Good for her, though. You know, she's a reader. All right. Okay. She absolutely loves Christopher Walken's Christopher Walken and credits him for inspiring her to get into acting. Topless pictures of her were leaked when her phone was hacked, but she completely avoided really talking about it, so they've managed to kind of go away. Um Isn't that sort of like the ostrich syndrome? I mean, where you just stick your head in the ground and uh, just pretend uh, all is well around you. I mean, we're talking about celebrity. I mean, shit like that goes away within 15 minutes anyway. Shit. When Andy Warhol coined the phrase 15 minutes of fame, that was in the 60s where people had a little bit better of a tension span. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking like, even had she not ignored it, I think if it lasted 15 minutes, that would be pretty long by today's standards. Ah, Kat and singer Josh Groban have been dating since October of 2014. So cute and both so funny. Hashtag relationship goals. Yes, yes. We should all achieve to be stars and fuck other stars. Wow, am I getting really cynical with this? I, I, sorry. Um, but, I mean, to me, a relationship goal should be more than... I'm dating Josh Groban, or... I'm dating Kat... Kat Dennings? Dennings? Benning? Jennings? Dennings? I've already forgotten her name. Jesus. You see what I mean? 15 minutes. Wouldn't even last. Okay. Even though her parents supported her... Uh... They thought that acting was the worst idea for her ever. Okay. So, yeah, I guess they were wrong on that. She actually is doing well for herself there. 
She practiced transcendental meditation, which is basically separating anxiety and stress from your body. The writer says, maybe I should do that. Yeah, I guess, if it works for you. I mean, Andy Kaufman did it. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we know... Good God. Okay. I'm not going to get too soon. Okay. Uh, she doesn't like living in L.A., saying, I was too different. I didn't dye my hair. Didn't it just say she tried dyeing her hair with coffee grounds, coffee beans? Okay. Anyway. I didn't have perfect teeth, and I was too pale. I've, lived, I've learned to live here all the same. Yeah, too different. Didn't dye my Didn't have perfect teeth. Yeah. Must be difficult to still be beautiful, especially while wearing glasses. Um, just, yeah, a different shade of beauty. Must be so tough. Must be so tough having that card into the beautiful people's club. Um, you know, I just, I'm in the club, but I'm not quite in the VIP lounge. I, I think if you just get your foot in that door, well, I don't know. It's kind of just, yeah, it's like winning the genetic Olympics, I guess. Or the genetic lottery. The genetic lottery, you just kind of get lucky. Uh, she's the youngest of five siblings. Whoa, I could never imagine having that many older brothers or sisters. Well, neither can I because I'm the oldest. <laughs> but I do have um, three siblings. So, yeah, this is... Um, yeah, the person that wrote this probably actually studied literature or um, I'm sure journalism. So, I mean, yeah, when you click on clickbait, you don't expect it to be some great piece of literature, but, man. Okay. Well, that was that. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, we're a little more informed about Kat Denning. Dennings. Dennings. Now, so... Um, Maybe I should just uh, leave you guys with that little chunk of knowledge. <laughs> so at least you can uh, walk away from this. See, I've learned something about myself. Apparently, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to get snarky when I read clickbait. Um, maybe I should be nicer. I don't know. Um, once again, uh, yeah, I feel very vulnerable, alone out here, talking to you guys. This is... Um, this is, this is weird. I'm literally just talking into my phone right now, and it is strange, at least when Jim's around and I make a stupid comment like I've probably already done in these last few minutes here. I at least have a face looking back at me, just shaking his head going, no, 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 Travis, no. <laughs> so... Um, so I didn't have my Jiminy Cricket this week, um, and therefore you guys really didn't have your Jiminy Cricket. Uh, he's missed. He's surely missed uh, when he's not on the show. Uh, I, I fucking miss him already. <laughs> and um, yeah. Oh, oh, announcement. Um, quick announcements. Coming up, the month of July is going to be Cult Month on When Life Attacks. That's right. Each week, we will be covering a different cult for four weeks. And we've pretty much already got them narrowed down. And it's... Um, 
I think it's going to be, I don't want to say fun, but it will be, it'll be challenging. It'll be interesting. Um, maybe, maybe we'll all have come through the month of July having learned something, coming out the other end better people. If not, maybe we were just entertained for an hour. Um, but I will say that it's, it's going to be challenging on me because each week I'm going to, the week leading up to the show, um, not take part in what the Colts did, but I'm going to take a little, little aspect and try to see if I can do that for a week. Nothing crazy. One of the Colts that we're going to be covering, they had eunuchs. I'm not going to go and chop my dick off. Although some of you are probably saying, I can already see the comments on that. Um, but, you know, like maybe like one of the things is they only ate a packet of rice a day. So for a week, I'll be eating a packet of rice a day. I'll see if I can make it. Some will be more challenging than others, I'm, I'm sure. But it'll be interesting. And I will certainly be testing myself. And probably Jim's patience, too. I will say the stipulations behind this, though. Um, I will be doing it Wednesday through Sunday. Um, Monday, you got to do the show. And Tuesdays are my days off. That's, that's my day. So, um, um, and when speaking of a cult, even one little aspect of it, you can't fully immerse yourself in it too long because, well, let's face it, what do cults do? They, they fucking brainwash people. So, so I'm not going to be going in off the diving board into the shallow pool head first, okay? I'm just going to kind of climb down the ladder into the shallow pool and just kind of dip my toes in. And I, I, I think even that will be enough just to sort of give an idea of um, the craziness, maybe, of, um, of some of it. So, so that's what you have to look forward to in July on When Life Attacks. Uh, in the meantime, I uh, apologize for last week not getting a show out to you guys. Once again, you know, Life Attacks... And it, you know, we can't always, um, we can't always be there to do this. So uh, this week, I uh, wanted to get a show out. So I'm doing this. I tried to do it solo. I don't know. I, I hope maybe you learned something. I hope maybe you got a laugh. Um, the two of us will be back next week for those of you guys. I know a lot of you guys are very Team Jim. I know we both give each other shit about it, um, you know, Team Jim, Team Travis, uh, I kind of see it as Team When Life Attacks, but of course I understand, so, um, so, you know, for, for those of you guys that relate more to Jim and his stories, he, he, he will be back, and, uh, I know that he, he was sad that he couldn't make this show, so, um, so for James Hamilton, I was Travis McFalls. Take care. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook 
When Life Attacks podcast, or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Are we back? Stand by. Coming back? And go. Five, four, three... I'm having a good time. Not. <laughs> you ever see that scene in Scanners when the dude's head blew up? 